This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. When I first had the ability to grow facial hair, I remember it. Because my dad used to make fun of me. I had, like, peach fuzz. I was like, what do you think about the beard, dad? Oh, you're looking good. Looking good. Look like Paul Bunyan. And I really had nothing. Um, And then I remember seeing Steve Duffy, Josh Duffy's older brother. Like, I was a freshman. He was a senior. He had the full beard and the Grateful Dead shirt. I was like, that guy's you just keep You just keep naming real people from your life. But I'm complimenting him. I'm telling him the other great beard. You just throw it. You, th- you put his last name there, too? Yeah, Steve Duffy. He's probably driving around right now. He's like, oh, my God. What are the chances or, that I got a shout out on Or the maybe show? he's like, why is this dude saying my name on the air? Because you had a great beard, Duff. What do you want from me, man? It was like a thick, like, man's beard. I, I, senior year of high school. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is this. Over the years, I've learned that I don't need to grow facial hair just to have it. Yes, I have the ability to do it, but sometimes clean shaven is the way to go, even for an ugly mug like me. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. If you have an ugly mug, facial hair improves that. Oh, it's God's gift for sure. Yeah. I was telling so my you girlfriend should, that the you other day. Do that. You should she, do that. She told me I shaved clean, Chris, and she told me that I look like Mr. Magoo. And I had to Google Mr. Magoo because I wasn't familiar with who he is, but I knew that it wasn't a compliment. And I really do look very Mr. Magooish without any facial hair. So anyway, I always keep facial hair because I'm not that good looking of a guy. But I feel like some dudes grow just a grow. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is this. Does it kind of feel like Aaron Rodgers has long hair just to have long hair? Like some dudes, I feel like it looks badass. Like I, was, I mean, what would what would be the other reason why he would have long hair besides just to have it? I don't know. Like I think he's proving a point. How old is he? 38, 39 years old. Somewhere around that there. he was just blessed with good hair follicles, and that he doesn't need the men's club or anything like that, and he's just doing it because I'm not saying it looks terrible, but it kind of looks goofy. I feel like he's at the point where you need to, you know. Trim it up a little bit, brother. But if if you can do it, good for you. Maybe I'm just jealous. Here's 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 what all because this same I'm in the same situation because I'm growing my hair out. My hair's really long. It's curly, so it doesn't look quite as long as it does. But my hair's like almost down to the middle of my back. It's really long. I've been growing out for like three years now. I feel like if you have the if you want to grow it out and see how it is, and you can do it. You might as well take advantage of it because you don't know what's going to happen genetically. It's going to result in your hairline going back or you get the little bald spot in the crown of your head. And all of a sudden you can't really do Dude, that. I anymore. respect that. So go out and take advantage of it while you can and try all the different hairstyles that you want. And that was my philosophy. It, it, it Receding hairlines don't really happen in my family. So I don't if it, oh, if it happens, it won't be it won't be for a while. I, I, I assume so. Maybe it maybe something happens. But, like, my policy is I don't know how long I'm going to have it, so I might as well grow it out. No, I respect that. And all I'm saying is that's what I feel like he's doing. For the record, in my family, bro, that hairline, that receding hairline, once it starts to go, it becomes Maury's green, and it just takes off. 
Like, I used to think that my hair was never going to go away. And then next thing I know, I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, bro, what happened? You at the cul-de-sac level and then you just got to go ahead and shave it. So yeah, I you got to If you I could grow it, I would. I'm gotta, just, gotta, I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, as far as fantasy football goes and Aaron Rodgers, the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers would be, if not the best quarterback to have, certainly top two or three. Well, according to ESPN.com's fantasy football rankings, if you're in a 12 team league, you should barely draft his ass. Check this out. Draft, was it, draft who again? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. If you're in a 12 team league, first round, they've got or a, just not in general. Being a starter, they've got him oh. at number 12. Hmm. At number 12, just ahead of Trey Lance and Derek Carr, as far as the fantasy football world goes. At 11, they've got Matthew Stafford. Here's your top 10. I know a lot of people have fantasy football drafts coming up soon. Russell Wilson at 10. That's an interesting one. We'll see how he jives with the rest of the Broncos. Number nine, Dak Prescott. Number eight, Tom Brady. Number seven, even though it just had an appendectomy, Joe Burrow. This one blows my mind. What am I missing here? The sixth-ranked fantasy football quarterback, ranked ahead of Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts really? was a really good fantasy quarterback. He the was like, sixth best in the NFL. He was like top five last year. Goodness yeah, he was gracious. great. At one point, for a while, he was like the number two fantasy quarterback. I tried to trade for him in one in my money league, and the guy wouldn't trade, even though he's a backup quarterback on his team. He did, he wouldn't trade him because he had Tom Brady too as the number one quarterback. Okay, stop! Fantasy. I'm looking at his numbers was, right now. Yeah, you know he was a great fantasy uh, a great quarterback. quarterback. Last I'm year. looking at it. He had three thousand passing yards. He had sixteen touchdowns, the nine interceptions. Look at his running yards. I don't have his those rushing, in front of me. His rushing stats are really good. He was a great fantasy quarterback. Was he, though? Year. Yeah. Top six? Jay yeah, he was awesome. I think he was, like, top five, finished the year top, top five. I think he's, like, number – I think it's – I've seen some where he's, like, the number two or three ranked fantasy quarterback. Oh, stop it. Yeah, no, he's he's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. Two or three. I might try to grab him in one of my leagues. Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Give no, him his rushing a, yards. He's a, what he did. He's a very good fantasy if, quarterback. If he got to 1,000 or close to it, then – He wasn't at 1,000, but he he put up a lot of – I don't know what his numbers are. Well, got I just know it was very good. Uh, number five, Kyler Murray. Don't get it. I gave you his stats earlier. Like, unless he really puts Because he can run two. He averaged 31 rushing yards per game. He can run two, though. Okay. He has some big games. Top four. Here's the top four fantasy quarterbacks. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, I have no problem drafting him in the fantasy world. In the real world, I don't think I want to pay him a long-term contract, but if he's there and the quarterbacks are starting to come off the board, I'm willing to play him for what Chris is talking about. Not necessarily. It's weird because through the air, are you going to get the 16 touchdowns he got you last year? Or are you going to get the 36 that he threw the year before? You just don't really know. You know, you're at least going to get the thousand yards. By the way, he did rush for over a thousand on the ground. So you're going to get that and probably another six or seven touchdowns in the fantasy world. I have no problem with Lamar Jackson, the top three quarterbacks this year in fantasy football, I think depending on the city that you draft in, you could convince me to take any one of them before the other. So if you're drafting out in L.A. and the quarterback's names start coming off the board in your fantasy football draft and you decide that Justin Herbert should go before anybody, I'm really not going to fight you too much. Just in the fantasy world, I think that he is going to put up as big of numbers as anybody else. ESPN has him at number three. Number two, they have Patrick Mahomes. And then number one, they have Josh Allen. Honestly, once you get outside of those top three, talking about fantasy football now, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, it really becomes a crapshoot at that quarterback position. 
You can't tell me that you feel that much more confident taking Lamar Jackson over a guy like a Joe Burrow or a Tom Brady or even a Russell Wilson. So it, it's it's going to be a fun fantasy football draft whenever yours is coming up because it feels like not just at quarterback, but we can even look at some of these other positions. In the past, there's been a consensus. Okay, here's the one, two, three. It's not really how it is this year. Like if you take a look at like the uh, let's look at like the wide receiver position. For example, historically, you can say, okay, you know, uh, you got to take Calvin Johnson first. You got to take this guy. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five. Like you're talking about guys like Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson that are afterthoughts that you don't really think about taking as the number one wide receiver that put up bigger stats than who they think you should take. So we'll talk a little bit more fantasy football as it rolls on because it's curious where they've got some of these Chiefs players. Like, where do you guys think? ESPN.com thinks you should take Clyde Edwards Elaire heading into this year. Where do you think they should take uh, a guy like uh, Travis Kelsey? Go ahead, talk some smack on Clyde. You know you want to. Uh, Clyde will probably be like a number two running back on teams. Okay. All right. So he'll probably be like second, third round pick. All right. If you're curious, they have a Cooper Cup as the number one wide receiver that's come off the board, followed by Justin yeah. Jefferson. No yeah. problem. There. I would take Jefferson over Cup. Jamar Chase at three. Devontae yeah. Adams at four. Jamar Chase won me my money league. Devontae Adams at four. New Raider. Stephon Diggs at five. Where is Tyree Kill's name? CeeDee <laughs> Lamb at six. Look at his quarterback. Debo at seven. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Keenan Allen at eight. <laughs> Are you like, serious? They like <laughs> Yo, they got Tyreek at nine. <laughs> they got Tyreek at nine. I would take Tyreek over Keenan. I would, I would not take Tyreek over, like, the top five. I, I would. I would take him over. I would not. Do we even know if Debo Samuel is going to play? I would take him I would over take Keenan, Debo over Tyreek. I would take Debo over Tyreek. C.D. Lamb and Stephon Diggs. I would take, yeah, I would take C.D. over Tyreek. I would take Diggs over Tyreek. Like yeah. Shane yeah. Falco's throwing the football. He does have an NFL quarterback thrown in the football. Yeah, those right? other guys do too, and and their quarterbacks are better than this. So. Jalen Waddle, his teammate, they have at sixteen. I would. I'll tell you this. I would if I was going to draft the Dolphins receiver this Don't year in fantasy, it would be Jalen. No, I wouldn't. would not take him as my as my top receiver. But if I was looking for a good number two or three receiver, I would take Jalen. I would much rather go and take Jalen as my number two or three receiver than take Tyreek as my one. One of the complaints for Tyreek on the way out was that he didn't get targeted enough and I was looking at his numbers dude had a hundred I mean we know that's a we know that's BS like yeah. that's not a legitimate gripe that he had oh. he was just saying that just to look he's trying to be a good teammate with Tua and so he's just gonna go out there and say all he can to to be a good teammate for him you so. saw what he had to say this week though like he, he had to wear those goofy sunglasses because it felt like he was kind of about to cry behind him he wants to be here he knows he wants to be here. Yeah, I mean, look, he 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 wanted to get paid by by the Chiefs. Absolutely, the Chiefs didn't want to pay him what he wanted to, so he went to Miami. It felt and like then, like a relationship where one side likes you a lot, the other one loves you, and that's just not going to work. I just I don't think it's that. I just think they they love each other. It's just like they just couldn't come to terms on what the future was going to be, and if you can't come to terms with what your future is going to be with another person, then you can't stay together. Well, I feel like the Chiefs' exact perfect scenario with Tyreek Hill, like if they could have had it work out exactly the way they wanted to, here's what they would have done. I'll tell you after a quick break. Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Remember we were talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire earlier on the show, Chris, and you were crushing me because I said that He's going to have a huge part. You're like six, seven hundred receiving yards. I was, yeah. like, I was like, where'd you get that idea from? All right, well, fine. Give my guy like 400, 500 out the backfield. Give him like I can see 400. I can see four catches. to five, but six, seven. All right. Well, I got like, that's excited. as many receiving yards as like McColl and had in MVS had last year. All right. You think he's have that many receiving yards this year? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. No, I got That's a lot excited. of receiving yards. But if you told me at the end of the year that he's second on the team in receiving yards behind any one of those guys that you just mentioned, I'm not going to be that surprised. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a wide receiver that goes out there this year and comes close to having, besides Travis Kelsey, of course, he's technically not a wide receiver that's going to have a thousand yards. I don't think in our wildest dreams that we can expect Juju Smith-Schuster to go back to that one season that he had 1,300 yards or Valdez Scantling to have a career high in yards or Hardman all of a sudden to double up his most productive season, which is why all I'm saying is that out the backfield, it's important that Clyde Edwards Alaire at least does something. Well, according to fantasy football rankings, they don't really expect him to do too much of something. I was asking you earlier where you think he's ranked and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, how low can you go for Clyde? First, let's bring on good friend of the show, Dan. What's up, Dan? Hey, uh, hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, I was just going to ask you, I'm ready for the Chiefs season. And, uh, how do you think the Packers will do this year? Uh, they've had the home field last two two seasons. What do you think? Do you think they'll get home field again this year? Yeah, they're a weird team because they're good enough, obviously, to win more games than anybody else and to be the one seed in the NFC. And then they just kind of end up crapping the bed. We can get back to the Packers here in just a second, but I want to stay with the Chiefs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire momentarily. So, according to ESPN Fantasy Football, if you're thinking about drafting a running back, here's just a few of the guys that you should take ahead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Get comfortable. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. Okay, no surprise there. Eckler, number three? Really? Yeah, he's a really good fantasy back. Damn, who knew? Yeah, he's okay. great. He catches a lot of passes. That's okay, why. Tell, I feel like that was a dig. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Christian, no, it's the truth. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin. I'm Cook. surprised McCaffrey's that high. 
He's been injury prone the last couple. Oh, years. he'll be injured. He's just valuable for the first like 10, 12 weeks till he gets hurt. Yeah, but is he that valuable? I mean, he didn't even he wasn't even that valuable the last two years of the first ten to twelve weeks. Who are you gonna take ahead of him though, those names that I just gave you? Jonathan Najee. Taylor. Najee. You think? Dude, Najee. Dude, He's gonna get a lot of touches, Najee isn't he? was my guy. Najee and and Jamar Chase won me my money league. Najee last didn't even year. put up that big of stats, did he? Oh, Najee killed it, dude. Najee was a boss last year. He killed it in fantasy. He I think he was like top five fantasy back last year. He was a he was a monster because he caught so many passes. I had like numerous games where it was mainly his receive is because it was a PPR league. 74 catches. Yes, yeah, I'm saying, dude, he's a monster in fan. If you're playing PPR, he's a monster. And that dude helped me out so much. I'm telling y'all, like this year, he was my secret. I always like to I always like to take a flyer on a on a rookie running back because that's like the best time to take them is if you fight you get them early because they're gonna get touches and and you know this is before they get the wear and tear. Like Najee was my guy last year. You know where he originally committed to college. I don't. KU. Oh, that's sad for y'all. You were Jamar Chase originally committed to college. Don't know. KU. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> you have both of those guys? You can't make that stuff up. I mean, you can. But I'm you not. Can, you can make that stuff up, but you didn't. No. So he averaged. Okay, he was nice last year. You're right. He had seven touchdowns on a, the ground. He was a great fantasy back, dude. Like, like his rushing stats could have been better if he would have had a better offensive line. Still had 1,200 on the ground. Yeah, he still had 1,200 on the ground. He could have been better, though, if he would have had a better line. But as a receiver, oh, he was money. How about that? All right. He carried. Like, him and Jamar Chase carried my fantasy league. All right, last so we're year. working our way to uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire when it comes to fantasy football. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, no surprise there. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is still a top 10 fantasy running back? Who knew? I uh, mean, he's more of an RB2. He's more know. of an RB2. I'm not. If, dude, if you if that's your RB1, you're probably struggling for running back. Dude, there's honestly not that many running backs that you could be confident to say these guys are going to be great fantasy football running backs. Well, yeah, that's the reason why you want to be careful about drafting them in the first round. You want to go more so receivers. Once those like real work, young workhorse guys are, are gone, you want to go receiver. It's funny because besides, you go receiver before. besides Patrick Mahomes and obviously Travis Kelsey, when it comes to fantasy football, the last few years, you could convince yourself to take a flyer on a lot of different dudes, whether it was Edwards E. Lair, obviously Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins for a minute, all these other dudes. This year, ain't nobody worth taking a flyer on. I don't think so. I don't think I mean even on the on the Chiefs. Not even Clyde Edwards Alaire, to be honest with you. Not so, not super high. No, I mean Kelsey would be the only guy, but Kelsey, like, Kelsey and Patrick. Besides that, you're just messing around. I don't think you should ever draft a quarterback that high. Um you can always find good numbers at quarterback. So let me but, keep going down this list of running backs for fantasy football. So we've made our way to number seven, Joe Mixon, eight Swift, Fournette, uh, Alvin Kamara. That's a top ten. Javante Williams, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, James Conner, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, J.K. Dobbins, whoever Brees Hall is, Travis Etienne Brees Hall's Jr. Gonna, Brees Hall, I'm telling you, Brees Hall may, might be the rookie guy. He might be the rookie running back I look at this year in my league. Okay. Elijah, he might be the rookie running back. Elijah guy. Mitchell, Miles Sanders, and then Clyde Edwards Elair. He's the 27th ranked running back heading into the season in fantasy football. I'm just saying that if you're going to set your expectations and think that guy is all of a sudden going to turn into a quote unquote first round running back that was worth the pick, or you're going to get Deandre Swift or how dare you think you're going to get some sort of version of Jonathan Taylor. You're not, you're not. 
at this point, the best that you can hope for, for the Chiefs offense and guys like this, is that they go out there and have a career year because without Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a wandering eye that he hasn't had before. In the past, it's been, I'm not saying easy being Patrick Mahomes, but it's, all right, Patrick, Travis Kelsey's going to be open almost all the time. Even when he's not open, he's still going to be open. And Tyreek Hill's going to be running down the field really fast. So those are your two options. Option one or two, option two or one, just do what you, whatever you want to do. Once one of those guys is gone, obviously now with Tyreek Hill being on the Dolphins, it changes everything. Because both those guys were able to play off of each other. If it felt like Travis Kelsey was always open, it's because he had Tyree kill. And if it felt like Tyree kill was always running by guys, it was because he wasn't double covered as often because of Travis Kelsey. So once you take away one thing, then the other thing becomes completely different, just like anything else in life, right? Like the, the, the impact is going to work its way down the line. One that tells me that Travis Kelsey better go out there and have an absolutely ginormous year to make up some of the stats that they're going to lose from Tyree kill. And two, it tells me what a great opportunity for somebody to go out there and grab all those catches, whether it is McCole Hardman or Juju Smith-Schuster or Marcus Valdez-Scantling or the aforementioned Clyde Edwards-Elair. There's literally a hundred and something catches out there for Pac-Man to go and eat. Now, who's Pac-Man? Who is it? They better have somebody. Somebody's got to catch the ball for this football team. If Patrick Mahomes is going to have 40 touchdowns, like I think he's going to, how are we going to add that up? Anyway, we got uh, two more segments left with Chris Unocero on the sports machine. Coming up next, we're going to talk about sports. Bank at night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What was the no? I saw it was just a one-year contract for Julio Jones, but would they pay him like ten bucks an hour I, plus tips? I, I don't know. Maybe like two, three million. Not sure. No, I mean I wouldn't be interested in Julio Jones for more than a million or two. I'm just saying, the upside of Julio Jones to the Bucks feels like the same upside that I don't know Juju Smith-Schuster has here in Kansas City. Like, would if you told me that he went out there and had 800 yards and eight touchdowns, and then I said, wait, who's the he that you're talking about? Are you talking about Julio Jones down there in Tampa? Are you talking about Juju here in Kansas City? That's all I'm saying. It's not like the Chiefs have a clear-cut number one wide receiver when you've got some veterans out there that are signing late and trying to find themselves in a Super Bowl scenario. You just wonder if the Chiefs would have any sort of interest in a player like that. But yeah, Juju has more upside than Julio because he's younger. He's yeah. much younger. Coming off injuries, both those guys. So yeah, he's, we'll see. Juju's 26. So, yeah. And Julio mm-hmm. is 73. A lot of people so don't know that at this point. There's a lot more potential with Juju. I'm talking a little bit of fantasy football because people's drafts are coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I guess I'm a little bit surprised in looking at the tight end that Travis Kelsey is everybody's number one. I figured that, like, maybe George Kittle, maybe Mark No, I guess Kittle's had injury issues the last couple seasons, so he's kind of fallen down a bit. No, no, no no doubt. Top five, they've got Darren Waller at five, Kittle at four, Kyle Pitts, great rookie season in Atlanta at number three, and then Mark Andrews at two, and it seems like everybody pretty much still has Kelsey at one. I'll say this about Darren Waller. 
as talented as he is, it always seems as if he's always like waiting to break out, but he doesn't like quite break out the way that we hope. Like he doesn't quite go out and put up like a Kittle or Kelsey type year. So it he, always so seems he was like, hurt last year when he only had 55 he's always, catches. He always, he's always has some injury issues or something going on that prevents him from breaking out. And it's like, at some point, we just got to get off the narrative that he's going to break out. Like, he is what he is, which is an injury-prone tight end. So he had 90 catches back in 2019, but only found the end zone three times. Yeah. Well, how then, many yards? How many yards? Uh, Buck, uh, 1,145. Yeah, yeah. And then the year after that, he did take a pretty good leap. He had 1,200 yards. He yeah. had 108 catches, and he had nine touchdowns. Yeah. Although, Travis Kelsey gets those numbers in his sleep. It yeah, feels I like mean, you're taking a bit of a risk if you take anybody but Kelsey first when it comes to tight ends. Yeah, I mean, certain. I mean, like Where I said, the only, go? the only other guy I could see you probably looking at is uh, is Pitts, just because he's younger and because he doesn't have anyone else that he can that's going to distract a defense from from uh, that's going to get the touches away from him. So yeah, like certainly, I I think you could. I mean, I certainly wouldn't take him in the first round, but Lamar if, does look Mark Jack Mark Andrews way a lot. I'll give him that. When yeah, it comes he, to targets. he does, but Mark Andrews like probably. Probably not going to get the yardage that you get from from Kelsey because he's not the oh, after-the-catch sure. guy like Kelsey is. So we were talking about earlier on in the show, my biggest concern with this team is blank. What's your biggest concern with this team? 913-586-7610. I think that the general answer is twofold. I think on the offensive side of the ball, it's just real easy, right? Like, it's real easy. It's real obvious. They used to have a top five wide receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill in his prime, and now they don't. And on the defensive side, I think most people's concern is, do they have enough of a pass rush that it can be part of the reason this team wins football games opposed to part of the reason this team loses football games. 913-586-7610 is the phone number. My biggest concern for this football team this year is blank. So give me a call or text me. Uh, Before the break, we were talking a little bit about Tyreek Hill, and I remember I said that there was a particular situation that I think the Chiefs were envisioning that would have been absolutely perfect for him, the wide receiver, and for the organization, and it just didn't necessarily turn out that way. What I think they would have, just in a perfect situation with Tyreek Hill, is they would have done this. They would have convinced him to not necessarily want that long-term money for another year, just to hold tight, just to take whatever you're under contract for, for one more year, because this gives you your best chance to win the Super Bowl here in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and all the other weapons on both sides of the ball, especially compared to down in Miami. I think Miami's like an average football team at best, even with Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs, you could argue, are the best team when they have Tyree kill. So I think if the chiefs had their absolute perfect scenario, they would have convinced Tyree kill to stay here in Kansas city for one more year. And they basically would have kept the band together, right? They would have gave this thing one more crack with Tyreek, the entire nucleus of all these guys besides Tyron Matthew. I think that ship had pretty much sailed, but I also understand that realistically that wasn't a choice. They, they weren't, that wasn't on the table. It's not that they had all these different choices for Tyreek Hill. The choices were basically this. If you want to keep Tyreek Hill, then you have to extend him and make him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Or you can let him walk and get back nothing for him at the end of the season. Or 
you can trade him away right now and get back the best possible return that you can get. So ultimately, Chris, I think the Chiefs ended up making the best decision, but also I think if they could have made any decision, they would have kept him for one more year knowing that their chances of winning the Super Bowl with Tyree Kill versus without are drastically different. Oh, yeah. I mean, they said they wanted to keep him. It just wasn't financially feasible long-term for them to do it at the price that he was wanting. So, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. he They'd want to keep him if they could. And he and obviously, if he had the option that they would have paid him what he wanted, then he would have taken that offer and stayed in Kansas City. But, again, sometimes you both want the same thing, but the path to get there is not the 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 path that you guys can agree and on. And that's what's frustrating. That's what feels kind of dirty or a little bit off about the whole thing is if you pay any attention to Tyreek since he's left, yeah, he's kind of talking on both sides of his mouth, two of this, two of that, like he does what Patrick Mahomes can do, but also – he wants to be here. He was flat out asked, like, would you rather be here for the same amount of money here being in Kansas City or in Miami? You could tell that as much of a pain in the ass as he kind of is and being the the flashy player and the peace sign and all those different things, he admitted that he does care about legacy and understands that for his legacy, for his chances of becoming a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and a multiple-time Super Bowl champion, that's probably not happening down in Miami. I mean, it could. If he goes out and still produces the numbers, yeah, it'll happen for sure. Um, it doesn't matter. Like I, we've talked about this before. Like if you're a wide receiver champion, number of championships doesn't matter because there's a lot of receivers in the Hall of Fame that don't have rings. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about production. It's about your ability to help your team. And I, I think at the end of the day, for him, I think it's more so him missing the 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 team he's with. Because now he's with a bunch of guys that he he maybe he maybe knows a few of them, but he doesn't know all those guys. Do you think Travis Kelsey gets another ring here in Kansas City? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they I think they'll they'll have multiple rings for them to for them to win. I mean, they'll it, they'll be fine. I think, but I, I just feel like for Tyreek, there is a point of him. I think part of him wishes he could have gotten paid here, but at the same time, he wanted to make that kind of money. And I think he enjoys being in Miami. He he has a home there anyway. So I think he kind of enjoys being there, but for him, it was about lifestyle versus success. And he's had success in his career. He's won a championship. He's played in multiple Super Bowls, played in multiple conference championship games. Now he wants to go out there and get paid like he is a top star in the league, more so than what he was before. And so I I, I don't blame him for being in that position. I, I can understand. I it. just as a fan, I'm saying that now that I think about it, because training camp is actually here the last few years. I've been able to puff my chest as a Chiefs fan because, damn it, we've got a better team and a better roster and a better offense than your team does. And I don't care who your team is. I got a better tight end, wide receiver, quarterback combination than you here in Kansas City. And now that's just not the case. If you want to make an argument that there are other offenses, if there are better quarterback to wide receiver combinations or a better quote-unquote three-headed monster than Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hill, you can make that argument. The Chiefs are definitely a worse football team this time today than they were a year ago. And the only reason that I'm saying that, yeah, you could talk about drafts and linemen and Orlando Brown, all these different moves, the loss of Tyron Matthew. The only reason that the Chiefs are a much dicier roster right now than they were this time last year, Tyree Kill. It's that simple. You had one of the five, six best wide receivers in the NFL on your roster, and now you don't. You had a clear number one 
and now you don't. So who steps up? Because a lot of opportunity for a lot of numbers for a lot of different dudes. Speaking of numbers, we'll get out of here talking about Travis Kelsey getting a raise. And should the Chiefs do the same thing for Patrick Mahomes because there's one, two, three quarterbacks that are making more money than him? I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with who those dudes are. We'll talk about that, then we'll get out of here. It's Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Indeed, training camp is underway from St. Joe, home of, what is it, Mo West? I, uh, I, yeah, Mo West. Mo West. We'll go with Mo West. I feel like most. It is Mo West. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. No, we'll go with it. I, it I, I feel like most of those small Missouri schools I spent at least one evening at during college. Like, uh, what's the one out in Joplin? See that one, too. Which one's that? I don't know. Missouri the, something or other. I know I parked yeah, out there. I, I don't know. I don't know the. Uh, and then which one's Southeast Missouri? Which one's that? What's in Cape Girardeau? Help me out here. Nine one three five eight. That might be. That might be SEMO. And then I Kansas. I didn't, I didn't travel around. Oh, to I partied at all the, the small Missouri Kansas schools. spots. Like uh, you ever party at Fort Hayes State University? Yeah, I didn't. I've never never partied at Hayes. Not at any of the Kansas schools. Oh, that's where they're at. I bro. went to Mizzou, so like I didn't. We, I didn't have to go anywhere to party. Fair enough. There were parties in Columbia. No, that's what I heard. I heard you guys had some A lot of great parties. That's what I heard. Excellent parties. Uh, 913-586-7610. That is the phone number. Um, boy, we've been a lot of... It's been a- After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Different places today. Speaking of Missouri, I'll be in Sedalia coming up in a couple of weeks at the uh, at the Missouri State Fair. So looking forward to that, whatever goes on there. Um, so as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go heading into this season, and we talked about what the biggest concern is. One thing that we probably haven't spent enough time on. It feels like we spend so much time because of Tyree kill and the loss and the draft and all those different things on the defensive side of the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know if we talk enough about the loss of Tyron Matthew. I think that the chiefs have filled in the gaps. So if you just remember when Tyron Matthew first got here, right? Like the year before it was awful. It was as bad of a Chiefs defense that I can ever remember. You could argue that it was the reason why they didn't start their Super Bowl run earlier because the defense ultimately 
was that bad. So they decided to clean house, right? And they just completely, they fired their coordinator, Bob Sutton, and they went out and they made a huge move in getting uh, Tyron Matthew in the secondary. Well, now we're talking about one, two, three. That's four years removed. But the culture on the defensive side of the ball has been pretty damn solid that entire time. Now, if you remember, there are certain periods over the last three years where the Chiefs defense was either okay, good, or I'm pretty damn close to great for periods of time. Was it a bit of a mirage? Yeah. I don't think anybody would say the last few years since Patrick Mahomes has been here, the Chiefs defense has been great. You could argue that it's been okay. You could argue that it got pretty good there for a while. My concern is now that Tyron Matthew is gone, who's going to be the guy to take over the culture that he essentially brought with him or that you could argue he created? I think there's plenty of guys. I think when you talk about a Willie Gay or Nick Bolton or, you know, some of the other guys on that defense, it feels like the culture is good enough. But it also feels like this defense, Chris, it better be at minimum top half the league. They can't just all of a sudden go back to being 20th, 23rd, 25th, because I think that the offense is probably going to take a little bit of a step back. I think they're still the type of offense. As long as you've got Andy at the helm and Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and Travis Kelsey's your tight end, they can go out there and put up 40 points. Now, is it going to be as easy and as common as it's been the last couple of years? Probably not. I think this team is going to lean on their defense a little bit more than we've been used to. So, obviously, like, Chris Jones and Frank Clark will be the guys for sure. Chris They're, Jones for sure. Frank Clark. Uh, both, yeah. those, those, both those guys are, are big leaders in the defense. Yeah. Um, and then Nick Bolton, who's the middle linebacker for the team, like, you're going to have to be. you got the green dot. So, he's the best defense player on this you know, team anyway. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, but you're going to need him to be your your leader in your defense because he's your middle linebacker and he's going to be the one calling plays. So, yeah, he's he's going to be there. And then... Uh, one of the things we heard during the off season was Justin Reed and how he's kind of like during mini camp and whatnot was taking a leadership role with the defense. That's going to be really, really important for him. And if he does end up being the guy that is the leader of that defensive backfield, I, I really think that that's going to be what we're talking about as far as uh, replacing the culture there that they that they had with Tyron Matthew. Because, you know, there were some times we watched last year and, you know, Dan Sorensen is out here getting burned and you got Tyron Matthew throwing his arms up in the air as, as, as Dan Sorensen's getting burned. And, like, I understand from a fan standpoint, we like to see that, but I don't think that's a good teammate thing to do. You don't want your teammates out here like, oh, well, you got burned. What are you doing, Dan? Like, because well, that's not was. a good message I mean, to send. Was. Yeah, but again, like, like a joint. again, this is a, a teammate thing. You don't want to send that message to the public. What's your problem, Nick? You, do that in the, you can do that in the locker room, but you can't do that out in, in. So, like, that's the reason why, like, Tyron's leadership was slipping a little bit. When I said Nick Bolton was the best player on this He's team. He's not. Chris Jones is. Okay. This, do you think Nick Bolton's the second best player on this defense? Yeah, but he's not the best. Okay. I think it's close. I think that, I don't I don't think it's that close. Yeah, I think it's close. I think that we've kind of come to a point where the Chiefs He can't defend the pass at all. He's not a good passing 
pass coverage linebacker. Hundred? No, I'm with you. Not there. at all. I'm like, and there. that's a huge weakness. That's why he's not the. That's why he's not the best player on the defense. That's why he's not that well, that's close. Like, to, that's, a, that's the same. That's Chris Jones that, isn't great against the rush. No, he's, he's actually pretty. He's actually, he's actually pretty good against the rush. He's right. He's not great against the rush, but he's much better against the rush than Nick Bolton is against the pass by a lot. I don't know by a lot. He's a lot better against the rush than Bolton is against the pass. That's the problem. Is he used to have a guy on Tyron Matthew that kind of. He 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 masked all those different things, right? Like he I could mean, play he all these masked positions. It, you he masked up to a certain point. Do you not think you're going to recognize pretty quick that Tyron Matthews no longer on this defense? I mean, last year he was kind of a liability no, for the true. defense that's at true. times. That's true. So, like, I mean, how are we? How, so it's like, is it? Are they going to really miss him if like Justin Reed goes out there and doesn't get burnt like Tyron was sometimes? Well, it's not like he it's not like he slacked in getting guys in the right position. He just didn't have the same impact on the football. That's and what on I'm, the but field. that's what I'm saying though is like you've got a guy who's younger and is more fit and might actually be able to keep up with guys at times. All right, I hope so. On that side of the ball, I will admit that I am a little bit nervous that they're going to take a step back from what they were a season ago. I agree with you that Tyron Matthew definitely is not the same Tyron Matthew that he was a few years ago when he got here. But also, if you follow his kind of career trajectory, especially that first year he's in a new place, he balls out. I wouldn't be surprised if he balls out this year, the first year down there in New Orleans in the Dome. I mean, if you look at what he did as a rookie where nobody really had that high of thoughts and he had gotten in trouble in college and all that, and then he came out the gates of the Cardinals and he was awesome. And everybody went, oh, okay, well, maybe this guy is actually pretty good. First year with the Texans, had like five or six interceptions, and same thing here in Kansas City. So I, I don't know. I'm with you. I think that his impact definitely slowed down compared to the first couple of years. But as far as being the leader of that defense and the culture changer, that did never go away. We'll see. I, and I will say this. He kind of wore his welcome out with when he was talking trash on fans during the season. Like, that's just not that's not the way you go. I understand you're frustrated because there are terrible fans in this fan base. There are terrible fans in every fan sure. base. So I like, but when you start voicing your frustrations like that, that's like probably another thing that worked against him. And it, you know, I understand he's a very demonstrative person and he's very open about his feelings and I respect that, but and he would fans go back and, don't take too go, kindly. That's true, but he would go back and forth in times of good and times of bad here in Kansas Yeah, City. but still, like, again, when you start talking about the fans being toxic and stuff like that, like, that's just not going to fly, man. Like, fans, especially Chiefs fans, because we got the small market complex, we're going to take it very seriously. You talk trash about the team, the fans, or the city. That's the reason why people are pissed at Wit because Wit talked trash about the team. It, it, we very much care that you are very complimentary to the team, the fans, and the city. And when you violate any of those codes, you're going to hear it from the fans. And say, that's what Tyron Matthew did. I would say in that order, too. I'm trying to think of past athletes that have opened their mouth. Remember when Steve Bono said that he didn't like the restaurants in yeah, town? And everybody's and like, oh, get the hell out of here. That's, that's the reason why we don't forgive Tony Gonzalez, because he talked trash on the fans, and then he talked trash on the city. Same thing with, so, yeah. like, when Grinky left the first time. It was like, all right, well, you don't want to be here. I don't think we don't was, want you I here. actually don't think we were very angry at Grinky. I was. I mean, you might have been, but I don't think us as a whole. We understood Grinky, because, like, man, the Royals suck, man. Like, hey, hey, go have fun in Milwaukee, man. Hopefully you win. Like, I don't think people were that angry my with problem, Zach Grinky. My problem with what Grinky had to say, it's not that he wasn't right. The team did suck, and he wanted to get out, and he wanted to win. It's that he said it. Say it behind closed doors. 
Hell, if you're Steve Bono, if you think the food here in Kansas City sucks and the barbecue's overrated, say that to your old lady. I don't, don't say that publicly. I don't have any idea. issue with you like, hey, I want to I want to win somewhere else. I don't have any Aren't issue. Aren't you still with that. pissed at Tony Gonzalez? Yeah, but because of what he said <laughs> about the about the city, not so much. Like he said that his career was made in uh in, in Atlanta. Like we know that's that's BS. He knows he's I'm not I'm way. not mad at him for wanting to be traded from the Chiefs. I understood it. I respected it. I was sad about it, but I respected it because I understand you want to go win. Just don't after you leave Talk trash about the about the city. It's as it's like what uh, Charles Barkley said: you don't have to burn the house down to move. And that's what Tony Gonzalez did. All those guys did. Now that I think about it, on their way out, they're kind of like, "See you, Kansas City." Uh, Travis Kelsey, by the way, got a three million dollar raise earlier today. On the way out, we can talk about the uh, quarterback contract situation. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is living pretty large. It's just crazy to think that there are more court that there are a few other quarterbacks out there that are making more money than him. Once you look at who the names are, so the fact that Aaron Rodgers gets more per year money than anybody in the NFL, fine. Back to back MVP had his team as the number one seed. I'm not going to argue it too much. I have no problem there. All right, so he's number one at fifty million. Then you got Patrick Mahomes at $45 million per year. There are two quarterbacks that make more money than Patrick Mahomes. We'll get out of here with this. Deshaun Watson. What? Yes, Deshaun Watson is making $46 million. Now it's a million more, but still. I mean, think about what they've done on the field and off the field. Which guy deserves more money? And then earlier this week, Kyler Murray inked a contract where he now makes $46 million per year. Kyler Murray, by the way, whose career high in touchdown passes in a season is, wait for it, 27. He's never had a 28-touchdown season. He's never thrown for 3,500 yards, yet he makes more money than Patrick Mahomes. Give that guy a couple of more million dollars. Same way you did for Travis Kelsey. Mahomes doesn't want a couple more million dollars. All right, well. If he if he wanted to, he'd have got it. He wouldn't have signed a ten year contract. No, you're right. He no. would have, he would have signed a shorter contract, and then when he when his contract was up, get more money. Look, he three, didn't want that. Three years from now, when Trevor Lawrence signs a deal, and when Tua signs a deal, and those guys are making more than Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to care because he's making more money than them in endorsements. I'm just saying it's going to look goofy. It's, it's, does, it's it does look awful it, funny when Zach it, Wilson three years from now signs his contract. It doesn't matter because Mahomes, Mahomes is going to still be winning more games than them because he has a better contract for the team. Can you imagine when Lamar Jackson a year from now has a bigger per year contract than Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes, oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. Mahomes throws for 46 touchdowns and Lamar throws for 17. Yeah. And Mahomes will be, a goofy. but Mahomes will be winning because his team has a better financial situation. That's true. And he'll be in a whole lot more commercials, whole lot more. Thank you to Chris Unocero. Thank you to all your texts and phone calls. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. In for Bink at night. This is 610 Sports Radio. Good night. Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.